Welcome, my name is Roger Quayle, and you are listening to My Life in the Mosh of Ghosts. Hello there, and welcome back to My Life in the Mosh of Ghosts, with me, your host, Roger Quayle, and thank you for joining me. So, we have finally reached episode 50, and it is one of my favourite gigs of all time. By happy coincidence, the dates have aligned, and it's just about 40 years ago to the day. So without further ado, let's crack on, because it's craft work at Sheffield City Hall on Friday the 19th of June 1981, and here we go. The last Saturday of April 1972. I'm upstairs in my bedroom with a portable black and white TV, ready for England versus West Germany, live on BBC One. Mum and Dad are downstairs watching ITV Saturday Night Theatre. Dad's not really bothered about football. We spent the afternoon that England won the World Cup in 1966, fishing on the banks of the River Witham. In the game, West Germany dismantle England. They have exciting players. Netzer, Grabowski, Breitner and my favourite, Gerd der Bomber Müller. They have long glamrock hair or the generous face fuzz favoured by US hippies. By way of contrast, England seem old, staid and boring. The exciting, free-flowing, attack-minded West Germans win 3-1. Netzer and Müller both score, and I'm pleased. The game ends and I run downstairs to tell Mum and Dad the score. Blitzkrieg, I exclaim, a word I've learned from Commando Comics. Dad, pipe in mouth, reading the paper, and Mom, lost in knit one, pearl one, look at me, bemused. I can't really explain why I'm happy that England lost. I suppose I associate the national team with the establishment. Grey men in blazers and the old school tie. I find Wimbledon and the Horse of the Year show annoying for the same reason. It isn't easy being an 11-year-old class warrior. West Germany, in their away shirts of green, it's the colour of the future, seem to be progressive and permissive. More things I like emerge from West Germany. The pictograms and fonts for the Munich Olympics. The Volkswagen Golf. And, of course, Kraftwerk. Or Kraftwerk, two words, as I assume it is spelt, when I tape a track of John Peel's show in 1974. However, it's their appearance on Tomorrow's World on BBC One on the 25th of September 1975, just four days before my 15th birthday, 
that really captures my imagination. Four matinee idols in vintage suits, playing synthesizers and appearing to generate rhythm from hitting kitchen hot plates with wired up knitting needles. A hitherto unimagined collision of 1936 and 2036. I naturally go out and spend my pocket money on the 7 inch single of Autobahn. Tonight is Kraftwerk's second gig in Sheffield. They played the university in October 1976, the penultimate show on their UK tour. Since then, apart from a one-off appearance at the Free Trade Hall in Manchester in 1978, they haven't played any gigs at all. Instead, they have been busy rebuilding their Dusseldorf Kling Klang studio and then getting it ready for this, the European tour to promote their new album, Computer World. Originally scheduled for May 21st, this Sheffield concert, as well as the rest of the UK tour, have already been postponed once. Having just taken delivery of four state-of-the-art video screens from Sony in Japan, the band had difficulties syncing up the sound and vision. We are in the stalls tonight at the City Hall. No cheap grand circle seats for my girlfriend, Ava. I've shelled out the full four quid each. A few rows in front, in the really good seats, is Richard Kirk from the cabs and his girlfriend, Lynn. Richard has somehow smuggled in a video camera the size of a rocket launcher. God knows how he sneaked it past the ushers. Perhaps he hid it under his famous long raincoat. Or maybe Lynn had it in her handbag, so large it could double as Red Rum's nose bag. There is no support band. The lights go down and there is an ominous, burbling, cabsish sound collage over the PA. There's a bit of Sparky's magic piano in German before the speakers burst into solar plexus punishing ice pick on glacier incisive fury. Shadowy figures emerge one by one and take their positions on stage. It's really loud, but crystal clear. If it is true that Kraftwerk have brought their entire studio out on the road with them, then Kling Klang looks like no studio I have ever been in. No egg boxes glued to the walls. No clashing carpet roll ends to dampen the sound. No Pompeii mounds of Siggy Ash. And no zombified Bendrazine and coffee fueled tape hop hunched over the reel to reel. The four individuals are set up in shallow V formation, each at their own workstation. Calling them musicians at their instruments just feels wrong. 
Behind them is an apparently seamless array of sloping racks in neutral grey, holding amplifiers, harmonizers, analog sequences and digital delay units. Below them, at knee level for the operatives and dazzling eye level for the audience, there are rows and rows of multicoloured fluorescent strip lighting. The overall effect is a tidy, efficient, cool minimalism somewhere between THX1138 and Terence Conran. I particularly like the neatly recessed telephone receiver for communicating with the mixing desk. A much more civilised way of asking for more kick drum in the monitor's bitter. It certainly beats the usual exaggerated mouthing and pointing normally associated with the task. At their feet, across the stage from left to right, are four neon light boxes with their names illuminated. Ralph, Carl, Wolfgang and Florian. Behind them, those ultra-modern TV screens transmit video images inspired by the songs. The graphics having a computerised Atari or Texas Instruments feel. Many of the images are of Kraftwerk themselves. They understand the band as a brand power of self-mythologising. This being Sheffield, where every band since the Cabs and the Human League has dabbled in audio-visual presentations, we are appropriately awestruck. And while I've previously been inspired by audacious, overwhelming couplings of music and film at gigs by both those Sheffield pioneers, Kraftwerk take their DIY Super 8 and slide projector ethos and blow it up to Fritz Lang dimensions. The studio and stage are the bridge of their starship. This isn't a gig, it's a voyage into space and time. While I don't own any of their albums, I know many of the songs they play tonight. Ava's favourite, The Model, is played every night at the Limit Club just around the corner. The oddly comforting Geiger counter click of radioactivity, the soundtrack to adolescent nights of experimental inebriation in Pittsmoor, and the time-halting beauty of Neon Lights, which I first heard at a teenage party in Attercliffe, filtering out the dull chitter-chatter about exam results and university options, hypnotised by the luminous green vinyl on the record deck. Of course, they play Autobahn, my entry point into their world, here in its full six-lane, no-speed-limit, cross-country glory. Breaking the fourth wall, the quartet come forward to the edge of the stage for Pocket Calculator. Smiling and laughing, holding Honey I Shrunk the Synth handheld devices and inviting eager Sheffield fingers to reach up and tap out random bleeps on tiny keyboards. They leave the stage 
only to return a few minutes later, accompanied by their doppelgangers. Four uncannily lifelike mannequins. The song, naturally, is The Robots. They finally depart as they appeared, one at a time, to the synthetic strains of It's More Fun to Compute. Based on tonight's show, the perfect gift of sound and vision. Being in Kraftwerk looks like more fun than you could possibly imagine. Mission logged, the good ship Kling Klang powers down for the night. Shore leave in Sheffield tomorrow. Next sortie, Liverpool on Sunday. Outside, we head down Barker's Pool to Pinstone Street and the buses look different. There's the 75 to Stuttgart, followed by the 97 to Munich. Just pulling in is the 501 Bendy bus to Berlin. The Trans-Europe Express has arrived. Isn't it about time I got a passport? You have been listening to My Life in the Mosh of Ghosts with me, your host, Roger Quayle. Thank you to Simon Elliott Kemp for the intro and outro music and to Rena for the artwork. Thank you also to Nigel Floyd. Join me again next time for another episode from My Life in the Mosh of Ghosts. This is Roger Quayle saying thanks very much and see you again. Bye-bye. <laughs>